Welcome to the Clovis Sports Report podcast. This is episode four, but it's actually a part two. It's a part two of the coach Rich Hammond interview, the Clovis football coach. Um, we did part one um, a few days ago, and we decided to break it up in two different parts because it's such a great interview. It's, it's about an hour and 15 minute total. So we thought that we'd break it up in two different parts. And uh, this second part, you guys are really, really going to enjoy. My name is Paul Metters, and across from me is Austin Kemp. Austin, this was a, first of all, this was a super fun interview to do. Oh, yeah. Um, And uh, second of all, I mean, it was such a good interview, I think, because we got a lot of great, juicy, fun-filled, content-filled information and stories from coach hammond yeah and um just kind of growing up and kind of being around the central valley he had so many good stories that kind of took me back to some of these huge moments and even like he would he would reference stuff from when i was a player and he was coaching against me so a lot of like fun names from the past he got into josh hokett a little bit who at fresno state i i always went to wrestling matches i love watching him on the football field and he had some, he had like three or four just great Josh Hockett <laughs> stories that we both just loved. And yes. We're just so giddy about um, just a ton of stuff from Coach Hammond. And like, like Paul said, like this whole thing was like an hour and 15 minutes. And I know you already listened to about 30 minutes of it, but you've got about 45 more minutes. And he, like, yeah, he has some Josh Hockett stories, some, some stories from that 2015 team, but uh, so much, so much more stuff is in here. Uh, you guys are, you guys are gonna love it. Yeah, it's it's almost like a trip through Clovis memory lane with him. It's his, yeah. he's coached there for eleven years. Um, he, I mean, he bleeds blue. I mean, he's he's Cougar Nation all the way. And and one thing that I appreciate about Coach Hammond is that he has uh, he has definitely a, 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 a you know he he just loves history. He loves the history of Clovis. He's very proud to be the head coach at Clovis High. Um, and he's got some great stories. I mean, remember that Central game in that 15 season that got delayed by lightning. They had to play two days later. Um, Central had 13 guys on the field defensively for, for a bunch of a bunch of plays in mm-hmm. a row. There's a couple other tidbits in there that I didn't know about that when you get to that part, um, you'll, you'll realize... Uh, you know, my, my, why they might have been a little shorthanded because it got the game continued on a Saturday yep. and they were missing two studs and there's a reason why and I didn't know this, this part. So uh, look for that. Um, and then, you know, he goes and talks about some of the hardest players to, to play against, to game plan against. And he, he goes through a, a lot of players that I even forgot. You know, mm-hmm. he talks about some safeties from, from different, uh, different places, you know, different schools that, you know, gave him fits out there. So, yeah, this this second part of this interview has just got a lot of lot of fun stuff. Yeah, and for you uniform nerds out there mm. like me, yeah, we kind of get into if you haven't heard already, there's the, the the classic cougar is going back on the helmet for Clovis High School. Uh, they've had that block C the last what twelve or thirteen years since Hammond actually took over his first year. He kind of explains why he he changed away from the coug- the cougar and what 2008 ish when he yeah, took over yeah. and why it's why it's coming back so like as a uniform nerd i loved it and uh yeah just again there's a ton of, ton of great stories coming up yeah no this is going to be great so i'm sure you guys 
don't want to hear us talk and intro it anymore. I'm sure you guys want to get in and, and listen to this interview. So here we go. Enjoy. You know, speaking of, of talented teams, I mean, when I think about Clovis, I, I started Clovis High Football. I started covering Clovis Unified Sports in, in 14. And you mentioned like that class had a lot of juniors and, and sophomores. But the, the team that stands out to me the most is that 15 team. I mean, I, I loved going to games. I think I probably went to like seven or eight of your games that year. I mean, you guys were pretty loaded with uh, Sean Kunzinger at quarterback. And then you had the, the bookend receivers that I love that I, uh, JJ Wills and, and Colton Velasquez. And of course you got Josh Hokett there too, but that's a team that, man, I just, those are, they're just some dudes out there. And what a, what a strange season that was because your only loss during the season before before playoffs, before that Valley Championship loss to Liberty was was that strange game against Central where it got postponed at, because of lightning, right? Super late. Then you had to continue yeah. it the next morning and there were 13 no. Central players on the field. Right? Two, two days later. <laughs> on oh. defense, right? Austin, you remember that? I remember that game. I remember, remember that. that picture and I was like, oh my God, there's 13 guys on the field. <laughs> Not well, for so one play, game. not for two plays, but Seven. a plethora of plays. <laughs> Seven plays. Yeah, no, it, you know, um, it's fun to make the national news. It's not exactly the way I would have ever played, <laughs> planned to make the national news, but it was the way we made the national news. Um, so interesting things about that game. Um, and, and obviously a tremendous football team, and you alluded to the guys. We yeah. played on a Thursday. We were delayed right. for two hours. We were delayed for two hours due to lightning. Yeah. Um, and uh, late, late, late in the third quarter, early fourth quarter, I guess it would have been, um, we scored, which would have pulled us, uh, oh gosh, pulled us within, I want to say, that would have pulled us within three, five points or something, because we went for, for two to cut it to a field goal, if I remember correctly. Um, but anyways, we were, we got down to the one inch line and they called it for lightning and Central <laughs> celebrated. And I'm like, wait, we have to finish the game. Whether we were coming back another day or not. And you know how Clovis Unified works. You play Central on a Thursday. And so Friday, there was no stadium to yeah. use. Yeah. Um, and so we agreed to come back on Saturday at 10. And so we walked in the locker room and, and Josh Hokett and AJ Nevels both have wrestling recruiting trips that they had planned around us playing on a Thursday so they could fly out on a Friday, uh, do their, their recruiting trips on, on the, you know, I think Josh was going to Northern north carolina and i want to say uh aj was going to northern iowa or somewhere like that and so they had these trips planned out and so that was the first thing they're like what do we do <laughs> just kind of looked <laughs> at them and said you go you know those are once in a lifetime opportunities and this is obviously unplanned and we'll figure it out on saturday um and so we played saturday without you know our starting d lineman uh slash i i think at that point was was our our main tight end because uh clayton alexander had been hurt the week before and we hadn't brought up anybody because it was a short week and and josh who who obviously um arguably the the best football player on the field um so so we played on the saturday without those guys which is which is a strange situation and then um first play it was the weirdest thing about that game is we warmed up and when the whistle blew uh, we ran a quarterback sneak and scored, and it was like the game had never stopped. You know, the energy and the of the game just picked up right where it left off. Um, uh, people were excited. You know, it was just a really special feeling in that regard. Um, we got the two-point conversion after it to cut it to three. They went three and out, punted the ball to us, 
and here it is. It's like, this is the way we planned it out. We got this drive. We know we're, we're going to call four vertical play, call screen the second. You know, we've got, we practice it on Friday. You know, they probably practice <laughs> whatever they're going to do on Friday. Um, and so basically on the first snap, they had 11 guys out there and then two more guys run out. Um, you know, they do. They run out like probably 10, 20 yards behind the play, like 20 yards behind. The, it's behind the back judge. Um, and they run out there and we play the next seven plays, including a timeout in there uh, with 13 guys. And, you know, after a few plays, you know, you're going up top and the guy's like, well, they're in a bear and they're blitzing seven. I got, they can't be blitzing seven. They're playing two man. They got two safeties and they're playing man to man underneath. So pretty quick. I mean, probably by the third or fourth, you know, we had an idea there's too many guys on the field. Um, and so that was part of the reason that taking the timeout was like, Hey, I think there's too many guys on the field. Um, and, and we end up missing a field goal by, I don't know, six inches a foot um, to tie the game. We eventually get stopped on that drive and just missed the field goal. Um, I want to say it was a 32 yarder or something like that. And then, you know, it was kind of like the game ended. You, everyone's kind of in shock still. Um, uh, weird to go have lunch after a football game, but we went and had lunch at the, we went and had lunch down at the 500 club, the, the you know, a regular Clovis hangout. Um, with, I think I was with Robin Rogers, who's, who comes every game, who's a, you know, a huge, huge, huge fan here in town. But, um, you know, we're sitting there and they're like, there had to be too many guys on the field. And then sure enough, one of my coaches who uploaded the films, like I'm watching it. There's, there's 13 guys on the field. And, and the, and the thing that sticks out to me about that game is obviously is national news, all sorts of crazy things. Um, all the officials, great people. Um, you, you know, I, I, like anything else, we're all human and mistakes happen. And I think the best thing is, you know, you come back and you're in the aftermath of it. And like I told our kids, I mean, it's not something we can control and life isn't fair. And it's a great life lesson for you guys about something's not fair. And, you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta work harder and leave no doubt. And so I think the very next week we were playing for what was the de facto sex or for the league championship the next week against Buchanan and our guys came out and played with a fire and passion we probably didn't have you know beyond anything we played up to um at that point in the season and um uh, you know i i think that game uh, obviously set kind of like a little fire in our guys and and it and it kind of propelled us there on a run that we went all the way you know played north the next week and and i i think sean threw for five or six touchdowns whatever maybe seven i forget what it was it, it's tied to school record it's got to be seven um but anyways, you know, when we just we just got on a run and got all the way in the, in the into the finals and then um, played a close game through the half and then and then lost it in the third quarter against that buzzsaw with. Yeah, obviously now looking back, Jordan Love, who's who's uh, an NFL quarterback and Chris Barnes, who's on the Green Bay Packers with them. I mean, uh, what a blessing for Coach Nixon to have two. you think 2015, you got two guys on the same team, both playing for the Packers right now. I mean, that's <laughs> that that's got to be unheard of. Um, obviously Josh off, off that team for our sides, uh, playing for the 49ers right now. Um, and we're excited about that, but you know, that, that was quite a team, that Liberty team they had, uh, with those two guys. And then, then the D lineman who's starting at Fresno state right now, who's at Arizona before that, the, the running backs, uh, down at SC, he's their special teams captain. Um, you know, I, I, he's a backup running back, but he's made an impact for them. I'm obviously they were a very talented team and we, we got up early in the first quarter and gave up a big punt return and they kind of got momentum and it was back and forth. And we just, just kind of couldn't quite hang with them in the, uh, in the third quarter. And Jordan Love was a, 
a magician that night in terms yeah. of getting first. He got first downs on. He did. I think he, they converted <laughs> like they. I think they converted like thirteen or thirteen third downs, and some of them were like third and nines and third and tens. He just found a way to get it done. Yeah. Um, whether it's with his feet or throwing the ball, and he's he's amazing, obviously. Well, going going off that, and obviously that was that was a tough loss in that in that championship game. But who are who are some players that you coached against that you're just like, man, this dude is tough. How are we going to game plan against this guy? Who who are some players that that stand out? Obviously, you know, you coached against Adrian Martinez and Caleb Kelly and and you know Kendall Milton and uh, Bolu from Clovis North, and obviously you know the Central kids and Jalen Johnson as well, who's doing a yeah. heck of a job as yeah. a rookie from Central. So, you know, who are, who are some guys that you just, like, keeps you up at night thinking about how to stop those guys? Uh, you know, the quarterbacks we've seen are, are amazing. You you mentioned Adrian, and, and obviously I just mentioned Jordan Love. Both of those guys are ridiculous. Uh, obviously, Trent Tompkins was was – I don't know how you game plan him because he's a magician yeah, at getting yeah, away yeah. and making throws. I mean, so he's a guy that would stick out to me. Um, Jalen – Jalen, three years ago, four years ago, whatever it was, um, the thing that makes him special to me is we went after him and tried to get some plays, and we got we got some positive plays with Tyson Frazier, but yeah. we hit a ball at the half to Samir Allen that that's a touchdown any other night, and and there's twice we hit long balls in that game where it looks like we're gone by 10, 15 yards, and Jalen runs us down on both of those, <laughs> and and. And one of them cost us a score, and that was the difference in the game. I, I we ended up hitting a field goal instead of getting a touchdown and losing by three or four. And um, and and that's the impact he played. You know, he was just such a good football player, and he played hard. Not only just being really skilled at the corner position, we've had great corners in this area. Um, and I think he's he, oh him and oh, the gentleman who played at Boise, who was at Edison, were the were the best Horton. two in that regard. Yeah, um, it, so then it also makes me think of, of, a, of another, a couple other dynamic duos, um, Jared Norris and Cody Kessler, who were at Centennial together. Cody mm -hmm. Kessler obviously played at SC. Jared Norris was, I, I want to say, I think he won the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year at Utah. Yeah. Um, Jared Norris is, Jared Norris probably the most dominant defensive player um, hey, uh, he played against in the time I coached. He, our junior year. When I <laughs> yeah and jared norris just made plays everywhere on the field it was unbelievable he'd run things down and and obviously cody was cody's played in the nfl he's special mm -hmm. um uh so those guys as a duo were were just difficult um i mentioned tyler horton you could take that whole edison team that that defense that not the whole team but that defense that led them to a section um championship by just i think they had I remember when we went into the game and our goal was not to give up a defensive score, not to allow them a defensive <laughs> score. Cause in 12 games, they had like 15, 16 defensive scores. And that's not an individual player, but that's obviously a group that, that stands out to me. Um, Clovis West, when they had Kendall Brock and they were running the wing when Mike Parsons first got there and they won a section title. Um, that's a, that's a, that was a nightmare to game plan against and, and try to figure out. Um, and then, you know, the, it's not often that you, uh, you end up giving a verb to a, to to someone or a group, but the uh, the Shram twins played middle hmm. backer, the two middle backer spots for Clovis West for three seasons, and um, they were rock 'em sock 'em football games all all three seasons between us, and uh, and so you know it was a verb, 
I think we faced them four, yeah, four times, but it became, it became a verb. If you, if you hit somebody hard or you got hit hard, you got shrammed because, because the two, the two shram twins just absolutely knocked people's walks off and they were physical and tough and, you know, they're everything you'd want two backers to be. Um, but th- you know, those are kind of the, those would be the, the kind of guys and the groups that stand out. And obviously we played against some really, really good players, but, um, those guys would definitely, you know, kind of those guys I ran through would, would stand out with, with the shrams being, I mean, even to this day, somebody, somebody takes one, we, we would say they've been shrams, so to speak. Um, I love that. I'm going to tell D I, I, I keep in contact with DJ and Dusty. I'm going to pass that along. Cause they're going to love it. <laughs> And and then and then uh, a guy for you, especially you you watching the Big Ten football, um, Carl Richardson, who we played the last two years ago. He's a quarterback at Salinas. Um, I, I think I, I would not be surprised if he's starting at Northwestern sooner than later. Um, that was a steal, a steal for them to get. I think if he's not playing in Salinas, he ends up at a way bigger, uh, a bigger program. He just kind of gets lost there in the Central Coast without a without a, you know, no yeah. city or easy airport to get there and figure out. Um, but that's, a, that would be the other guy that would come to mind um, that we had to play against. Who was just a really, he's a really special player, throws the ball accurately and well, and then can tuck it and run. I think his dad was a all league guy at Stanford. His mom was an all American volleyball player at Stanford. So he's smart as a whip too. obviously going to Northwestern. Just a, he's a, I, I think he's a really special talent too, that we, we had a chance to play against the last two years. Yeah. And we just named a ton of, just great football players. And I kind of want to focus it back into uh, some of the Clovis Cougars that you have coached and some of your favorite players from Clovis that you've coached in your career. Um, I know Josh Hoka is going to be on that list. So we would definitely appreciate kind of a, a great Josh Hoka story. I've been waiting sure. for Josh Hoka stories. <laughs> um, well, let's, let's start out with Josh. Obviously, Josh, three-year starter for us. Um, played some running back and then and then obviously defensive player you know it's it still cracks me up because he's the only guy I've ever coached every year we coached him he scored on defense every single year we coached him he scored on defense I think he scored four touchdowns for us on defense um and I I still to this day think at Fresno State he could have been a starting defense player for him and been a dominant defensive player for him and I know that's not the way it rolled and he ended up playing running back and did fantastic but that guy's maniacal um, on defense. In fact, I'd asked him to make a highlight film so I could send it to coaches. And so he makes this highlight film and he names it truck stick, which is, is if you're playing Madden, you hit the truck stick when you want to just yeah. light somebody up. And so, you know, there's guys that he made him mad. So the ball might be going to the right and he's running to the left and lighting a guy up. Um, or P, you know, he ends up getting PI, but he saws a guy off in half, and that's the highlight film that he had made for himself. And I'm like, hey, you know, I can't send this to any coaches because, <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. It's my favorite highlight. I, I I got it saved on my computer. You can Google right now, Josh Hokit truck stick. It's gonna come up, and you can watch it on Huddle. It's amazing. Um, but it kind of just it, it encompassed who he was as a player in terms of that. Uh, we had played down at Centennial High School. And um, it was a physical game. It was a close game. Um, and Josh is taking over the game, running the football. But he also was taking over the game with just the way he was tackling people on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. And the white hat comes over and he says, hey, um, he's out of the game for at least two plays. 
you got to calm him down. I can't have him slamming guys when he tackles them anymore. And, I, and I'm kind of having to try to have a conversation with the white hat about, are you sending him out of the game? Cause he's tackling too hard. And, you know, he basically says, yeah, that's the case. And, and so, so I'm now going to try to talk to Josh about like, I can't have you get thrown out of this game because you're slamming people. So let's, let's get him tackled, but you don't have to destroy him. And, and he, he's like, no, I'm not soft. I refuse to be soft. This game cannot, (laughs) if this game is trying to make me soft, I will no longer play this game because I am not soft, you know, and we're, we're, we're having this conversation and, and he is, he's emphatic about, he is going to tackle people the way he tackles people. um, And he is not soft and nobody will make him soft. And, you know, he goes back in and, and makes the big play for us on defense and then turns around and we got to put the game away, rips off like a 30 yard run on third down and puts, you know, puts the game away for us. And you're just like, man, that guy, um, he played, you know, and everything about what I just described and how hard he played, you know, that was the other thing that stuck out. I mean, he practiced that hard to the point that it was like, I know they, they had the same thing at Fresno state. You, you're like, Josh, I got to have you step out of here for a couple, because you're just, you know, you're making, you, you're, you're practicing great and you're doing everything right, but we, we got to make it through the practice without guys getting hurt. And he never missed a snap for us. He never complained. I don't think he ever missed this. You know, he never missed snaps for him at Fresno state. I know he's still recovering on one of the spring balls, but I mean, that guy's an iron man. And, um, and, and just, he's, he's the ultimate competitor. And he, he is the other thing that he has going for him. And he'd said it when he got to the 49ers, they wrote a little piece on it. They asked him, you know, what are you going to do after? And he said, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm going to be the world champion in, in the mm-hmm. UFC. And yeah. I, I, I can remember having that conversation with him where I said, well, what do you want to do for a living? And he's like, well, I'm going to be the, you know, world champion UFC fighter. And I, I'm like, well, that's not what people do for a living. And he, he kind of <laughs> like, well, that's what Chuck Liddell did. And that's what, you know, he just starts naming <laughs> off guys. And, you know, he, he, he is the baddest dude in the room because he, he believes in, in every way, shape or form. And he, he works his tail off, um, to be successful. And, uh, I'll just say this, um, you can mark it down, predict it now. I mean, I, I don't think the Niners are going to be able to pay with the, the Kittle Rays. Uh, I, I'm not a capologist, but I would guess that juice, you know, Cal Jusek yeah. is, yeah. is not necessarily there next year. And, and it would, I, you know, uh, Josh may very well be the starting fullback, um for the 49ers next season and that I would not that would not surprise me one bit and uh you know the only the only thing that would surprise me is if they play him um earlier this year and put it and try to put him back on the practice squad because I I think if he gets in game action people are going to see what kind of football player he is and they're going to they're going to snatch him up in the NFL so um would, would not surprise me at all if he is the the starting fullback for the 49ers next year and he's just that kind of competitor and that kind of guy so um, and that probably, that probably leads me to two other guys off the top of my head. I, we, we probably should run a pro, a pro style offense because, um, Dakota Gordon played nose guard and running back for us. Um, obviously was a tremendous yeah. fullback at San Diego state. Um, you know, we, we referred to him as suitcases or uh, Razorback as in, you know, because he's short and compact and put together, but strong as can be, um, an unbelievable runner with the football. Um, he, he got in a couple of, uh, a couple of, of mini camps and, 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 and training camps and just didn't quite stick in the NFL, but, um, an unbelievable, an unbelievable high school player for us. I mean, you just don't see nose guard slash running backs and, 
he he was a dominant player at, at the nose guard position. You could not block him. It was he was amazing in that regard. Um, obviously, Adam Prentice, who's who's playing at South Carolina right now and got player of the game a couple weeks ago. Um, another guy who played line, he played linebacker slash uh, running back for us. And and uh, if you, anybody ever gets a chance to meet Adam, he is you know he he's one of those guys that you just walk away and you're like. Man, I hope, I hope my daughter meets somebody like that one day. He's as good of a person as they come, um, as kind as they come, really service-oriented, um, you know, just a, just a tremendous, tremendous person um, and, and was an all, you know, I think he was, he was defensive player of the year in our area that year. Um, another guy kind of in that mold along the wrestler, and we'll get, get out of the wrestlers after this, I guess, is Adrian Salas. Uh, he played a safety spot for us and a running back and, and was a league MVP. Um, just, just a tremendous, um, tremendous competitor, much like Josh believes he's the toughest guy in the room and he's, he'll get it done one way or the other. Um, probably one of my favorite is, is when I first got here, a gentleman named Donnell Vircher, who was a basketball player, um, mm. who we talked into playing football, uh, man, what a football player played free safety for us, uh, was an all American, uh, at Fresno city college. Um, and he, he was a wildcat. We were not very good on offense. We were a great defensive team with him just making tackle after tackle for us. Um, and then he would come in and play wildcat quarterback for us and, um, you know, rip off these big plays in the limited offensive action he had and, you know, kind of willed, willed that team with a number of other guys to a, to a section semifinal, just a, just a special guy. Um, other couple guys come to mind, Jason Black, who played in the secondary for us, ended up at Air Force and, and is continuing at the Air Force Academy and still still in the Air Force. Uh, Nate Palomino, who played linebacker for us, uh, who's a cop now here in, in Fresno. Um, recent guys, uh, uh, Matt Sanchez, played on both sides for us, just a dynamic player who's contributing right now at Fresno State. Uh, uh, Brett Stelling, who, who, if you've been following the Cougars, um, you know, led our team in interceptions and, and led our team in receiving, uh, I want to say in 13, uh, just a tremendous football player, a guy who didn't start until he was a senior, um, but just an exciting, exciting guy to play. A little guy who played on defense, Lane Barnes. Uh, if you got out there and watched, he's, he's uh, the nephew of, uh, of, Lev of legend, oh gosh, uh, the Barnes who played at, at Clovis West, everybody talks about, but, but yeah. Lane is like, five six 175 180 pounds and never missed a tackle um in two years of starting for us and we just make you know you're talking about bolu and bolu would bounce out there on a run game and he he would get bolu on the ground and you're like man how'd that guy do that um yeah. was amazing in that regard samir allen was a pleasure to coach uh uh never said anything just made play after play after play for us um back in the in the early days eric chet was a tremendous wide receiver slash do everything player for us. Um, uh, D Lyman that we talked in the plan. Um, a lot of guys wouldn't, wouldn't maybe remember, but productive three year, three year starter up for us was John Paws. Um, you know, just a guy I remember having a conversation in eighth grade about playing football and about halfway through his ninth grade season came out and, and tried it out. And I think football was a life changing thing for him. And um, he, he was just a tough, tough, tough football player for us. And a, and a leader and one of those guys you can hang your hat on. And then, you know, the, the old linemen, for whatever reason, you, you kind of get, uh, you kind of end up loving those guys because they come through and nobody ever gives them, you know, <laughs> nobody ever gives them 
maybe they're due. Um, yeah. So a guy like uh, Kendall Johnson, who played a tackle spot for us, uh, Wiley Brand, another kid who played a tackle spot for us, and then we've we've had a run of of guards from Tyler Collier to to Eric Det, Eric Delks to, to Arthur Cortez, who just just really you know we've always had these five nine, five ten, two hundred twenty pound guards that have just been been really really good players for us, and then. I've coached quarterbacks and I, I, you know, obviously love all those guys. I've gotten the chance to coach, but um, Evan Geiger, who was, who's the starter for us in 14 um, got beat out by the same guy from seventh grade through his junior year and, and won the job as a senior. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's a guy who just sticks out to me and he, he's a guy that the kids just loved and would follow um, and was just really, really fun to coach. And, and then I, I really enjoyed coaching RJ Hartman for whatever reason. It was just yeah. one of those things. Um, he, he, he got injured as a junior and didn't, didn't really know if he was going to be able to play football ever again. And he got to play his senior year and started every game for us. And, um, you know, you just could kind of feel like he was so appreciative of it and enjoying doing it. And it, it was, he was just a joy to coach and be around on a, on a daily basis. But we've been blessed with, with really, really good, football players we went from Donnell Vircher who is a D1 offer got a Wisconsin at three safety to uh, Jason Black who went to Air Force um, as a DB to Alan Crowley who played minor league baseball who could yeah. easily who easily could have played college football um, to Josh Hokett playing free safety those were our free safeties four years uh, you know over a course of like nine seasons or something like that or eight seasons with those four guys which was an amazing run um, kind of at those positions and so many other guys we could talk about, but, yeah, for sure. but just, just re- been very blessed with the, the players that we've gotten to coach at, at a close well, high. Without I, think, a doubt. I think I think we'd be remiss a little bit if, uh, if we didn't talk just a tiny bit about, about the legend, the Clovis high legend, the one that the stadium is named after Daryl LaMonica. I mean, he's probably the most famous, I don't know, athlete out of Clovis unified, perhaps. Well, I don't know if he, <laughs> I mean, some it, other it, guys it, come to mind too, but I mean, Daryl is, I mean, he's a legend, an NFL legend, Oakland Raiders legend, the mad bomber. So, you know, what, what has in, his influence been like? And, you know, when you see that guy, what are, what are some cool things about Daryl? Daryl is awesome. Um, nothing but a positive person, just a tremendous guy. Um, if you re- I don't know if there's anything he's ever done in his life. He hasn't been great at, um, <laughs> you know, if you look at the football records, he was the AFC MVP uh, multiple yeah. seasons, which is which is wild when you think about it. I think he's got a winning percentage that rivals Tom Brady. Um, I know a couple see a couple years ago, I sat in his kitchen and he he told me play for play what happened in the Heidi football game, um, which is again just remarkable. Um, and then you know he was a great golfer. I I want to say he he at the bat. I mean. He asked me to go fishing. He ca- he catches bass. I mean, he throws it in and he's got a bass in 45 seconds. I mean, he catches them under a minute. I've never seen anybody catch fish like that. Um, I know of like two or three people that I've told this to who've gone over there and he gets out there in his pool and he shows them how, you know, hey, this is how you do it. And I want to say he made money on the professional bass tour. Um, yeah, I think he had a show for a while, if I remember right. I think he had a, like a bass fishing show. Yes, I, I believe so. I believe okay. so as well. Yeah. Um, but yes, I mean, he, he's amazing. Um, and, and then, you know, there's another guy who just went in the Clovis hall of fame and not to say that, that he's gotten Daryl's tremendous and what he did with the, at Notre Dame and then what he did at, 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 with the Raiders and the bills. I mean, the other thing about 
Daryl, before we leave it is the people he knows, yeah. you know? So like he, he's got a picture of himself getting an award and it's like Jack Nicholas, you know, Carl Yastrzemski, um, you know, uh, shoemaker of the, uh, of the race cars. I mean, it's like everyone who's who in sports and he, he's getting the award with them that year. And it's just an amazing <laughs> thing. It's an amazing yeah. thing to see when you get over there. And then, um, you know, he was obviously the backup to Jack, Jack Kemp, who ran for president one time. Um, Marty Schottenheimer, I believe, has introduced him to his wife. And they, they roomed <laughs> together when he was with the Bills. I, I mean, he just – he knows everybody and anybody. And, um, and, and for all of that success, a, a truly kind man um, who, who's just got a great heart, too, on, on top of all that. Um, and he would tell you the things that he learned at Clovis High um, have stuck with him throughout his career um, as a businessman and, and throughout his career um, playing football. And, um, you know, that, that just, I think, again, speaks to the, the character of him and, and who he is. Um, another guy who's maybe not as famous, and, and I, but is in his own right amazing, um, is a gentleman named Dave Lewis, who mm-hmm. um, was yeah. a starting quarterback at Clovis High. Um, I think he holds like the longest run in history at Stanford beat out Gene Washington for the quarterback spot at Stanford when Bill Walsh was, was actually the position coach, the offensive coordinator there at that time. Um, you know, he's, he's half native American, half African American, um, you know, was drafted. I, I believe wanted to play quarterback and, and basically in order to do that, had to go to Canada and play quarterback. Yeah. And then Bill Walsh picked him up uh, when he was with the Bengals and he, he was their backup quarterback while he was with the Bengals. I think he even started a, a preseason game or two and led the NFL in punting for three seasons. Yeah. And, uh, and, and to speak of the great Tom Seaver, you know, I, I, we, when we got a chance to chat, it was like, well, what was the greatest thing you did in high school? And he's like, it's probably hitting two dingers off Tom Seaver during the baseball <laughs> season. Cause it, not a lot of people probably got the chance to do that. Um, but you know, a, another guy kind of from that era, that was just, just an incredible athlete. Um, you know, and obviously Daryl is is well deserving with all the fanfare he's got because of how much he's accomplished. But um, yeah, no, just just Clovis High has had an amazing run on on uh, on athletes that come out of out of our program, especially on the football end. Um, you know, there's there's been so many good ones. Um, you know, Josh Josh may get the opera. Hopefully, hopefully gets the opportunity to get live action here in an NFL game, and I believe he'll be the ninth um, NFL football player to come out of have come out of Clovis High School. All right, Coach, to kind of uh, switch gears, I have one last question for you before uh, Paul wraps it up. So I grew up kind of going to Clovis High games in the 90s and early 2000s uh, since my dad worked and he coached there. And I remember the cougar on the side of the helmet. And I know that you guys are – I saw a Twitter post go viral a few weeks ago, and you guys are bringing the cougar back on the helmet. Is that correct? Uh, yes, 100% correct. So what what kind of made it time to, to kind of let the Cougar uh, kind of go free back on the helmet? Sure. Um, if I go back to when I came, uh, Clovis High was, I don't know, I think they had three losing seasons, and it was 2-19 and 19 over the last two. And um, when I came in, we just needed to change things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and change as much as we could because the program was going in the wrong direction. We, we need to do something different to get it going. And I remember meeting with coach Simons and being like, kind of what was, what was the first thing they had on here or when you started? And he's like, Oh, yeah. we just had a block C. 
And so we, we kind of went with that and said, Hey, we're going way back. Uh, we're, re, re, we're changing things up. And, and, and I think that served well at the time. And sure. we are, we have always embraced celebrating our traditions and success in the past. I, I, I mean, I coach at a school with, I mean, obviously when coach Simons has won five section titles, the bar is set um, beyond uh, what, yeah. uh, beyond what, what anybody, you know, it's amazing where the bar is set. And so um, we embrace the tradition and, and we've kind of, you know, uh, we've had winning seasons the last few seasons, but we haven't quite had what we've wanted. And it, it just felt like the right time to make a little bit of a change up. And, you know, sometimes you need a fresh change and, and a uniform's a way to do that to get, I don't know, things kind of feeling in, a, in another direction. Every alumni in the in the area is is, is going to be fired up when they see the Cougar head back on it. Those people love it. Um, in 11 years, that's one of the number one questions I get is when is the Cougar head coming back or why did you take it away? Um, and so I'm excited to see it on the helmet. The kids are excited for it to be back on the helmet. Um, and and you know those domes are a little bit shinier and a little bit different different this year. Um, I, I just think the combination of all those things is, is really going to pop and we're super excited about it. And, um, you know, I can't wait to get out there and play and see it all take place. It's going to yeah. be, it's going to yeah. be an exciting thing. Yeah, coach. Well, I mean, we, this, this has been an awesome, I mean, we're, we're in about an hour of talk. This has been an amazing conversation. We love the stories. We love, you know, chatting about, you know, some, uh, some of the great Clovis players of the past and, and players that you coached against and all that. But I mean, I wanna, I wanna wrap it up by just asking you this question about, I know how much you love tradition and how the Clovis football lore and how serious you take all of those things. But as, as a head coach at Clovis High, what is, what is the most special thing about being the head football coach at Clovis High? and the community and what it means to, to run out there every, every Friday night wearing that, that Cougar polo? Uh, you know, I, I think the, the biggest thing is, is I've been so blessed to be here for 11 years and um, I get to be around a group of young people. It's a tremendous job that I have. It's, it's not a job. It's a, you know, it's, it's a passion. It's a calling that people have. Um, and so you, when you see people grow and, and, uh, growing to the people that they are you you mentioned jj wills earlier um yeah. he just got just got his badge pinned on him to be be a sheriff in madera um it, it you know I, I mentioned nate palomino being a being a police officer here in fresno uh jason black being in the being a captain or whatever it exactly is in the air force when you see people go out and be successful um and they're they're making an impact in the world in a positive a positive direction and you got a chance to watch them grow um i think that is probably the most exciting satisfying awesome thing to do see because it's in my community it's where i'm at and that's that's what makes our i think those are the lessons that those guys look back and they have kids and they want their kids to be part of the, the clovis high football program because you you know a lot of times the guys who've been clovis high football players they go out and do good things in the world and make great things happen um the pageantry the other pieces of pageantry and the history that comes with our community when you get to run out there and you have people who are so excited um, and so supportive of a team and a program. Um, I, I think it's just, that's a special feeling for our kids. Um, it's an honor um, that I take very, very serious and try to represent our school in, in the most positive light with everything that we do um, because I, I know how much it means to our community. 
Uh, you mentioned Mr. LaMonica. We get to play in LaMonica Stadium. You know, we always want to represent ourselves in a positive light. And I, and I think that's, um, you know, that's the part that's so special about being at Clovis High is, is, is just to be part of, of that pageantry and then that experience that the kids get to have um, and the time that they, they come through and go. And, you know, I'd mentioned the, the Donnell Virtue year in, in 2010. I mean, I think we started off one and two and no one thought we had a chance. Um, I, I mean, heck, I, <laughs> uh, there was a letter written uh, about people wanting me fired. Um, <laughs> they was stuffed in my, no, stuffed in my box on that day. Um, you know, we went down and won a game in Bakersfield six to nothing um, against Stockdale. That was a very good football team that year. Um, and, and, you know, you could feel like it, it, things could still go one way or the other. And, and our kids that year just kind of got it going and got on a roll at, you know, people, it's hard to believe. I believe we had not been Clovis East like in 10 years or hmm. eight years or something wild at that point. Um, and, you know, we, we, we beat them and that was a huge win for us in a huge game. And we played a, a central team that I want to say was ranked in the top 10 in the state. Uh, Mark from Cal high sports had come to cover the game and we, we win, um, you know, and I don't think anybody's gave us the chance to win that game. Um, and, and we do, uh, uh, we win it and it was, a, it came down the last play and it was, you know, electric atmosphere and exciting. And then it just kind of propelled us, uh, uh, to keep winning games, um, for the rest of the, you know, keep winning games the rest of the season. I, I think we want to want to, Oh, I don't know if that's the year we played. We were in a close game with, that's the year we were in a close game with North. And, um, you know, it was just exciting to be part of, of people being really excited about Clovis football again, um, because uh, we've been down for three, you know, three or four years. And, and yeah. for us to come back and be in the conversation, uh, we lost in the semis um, that season to a very good, the Kendall Brock, Clovis West team in a really, really close football game um, right, right down there. I think we led until about mid in the midway in the fourth quarter, but um, just that team was really, really exciting. We beat an undefeated El Diamante team down in Visalia um, in, in one of those games where we walked out and it was, it was a freeze warning in the Valley and everything. The field was iced over, and, you know, the whole night, uh, you know, guys are, you know, every breath you take, you can see it in the air. It was just a great playoff football game, but, um, you know, that season really sticks out, but just, just getting the opportunity to run out and be part of Clovis High football and sharing that experience with the kids is a really special thing. And then, and then see what they do on the back end. Um, and then, and, you know, the other things I'd say too, um, anytime you play for a trophy, it's a big deal. Obviously the boot and, and the range rider, I mean, there's probably, there can't be a better trophy in high school football anywhere in America. Um, you know, any year you get to lift that is a really, really special event. Uh, word to the wise, that's like 110 pounds. Um, <laughs> so uh, beware before you try to pick it up. Uh, Jake Poindexter one year, who's who's our 110-pound kicker or 120-pound kicker, it took him <laughs> out when he tried to grab it at the end of the game. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. And I've been I've been blessed in terms of just being being part of some really really special season and seasons and some really special. Uh, special moments. Uh, I want to say 2011, we played a TV game covered by Comcast, uh, wanted an OT on a Hail Mary uh, to Eric Jett uh, from Jared Weekly. That was a, a tremendous game. Nick Neville's uh, making a fourth, making a, Nick Neville's and, and, uh, and Dakota making the stand there on the, uh, on, on a, a, third, a fourth and inches for Clovis North in their first half of the OT. Um, that's a really, really memorable game. And then I want to say 12, 
between, I think it's 12. We played North and nobody gave us a chance. I, I think Corey had even gone on the internet and, or gone on the radio and said the only question was whether they were going to be a running clock or if we would score or something crazy like that. And we, we, we played our best football game of the season by far. Um, Jake Gatewood of, uh, of the mm-hmm. Brewers fame was playing quarterback for us that year. Um, and we came out and just played, just played unbelievable football. Um, CJ Broussard had thrown a touch through a yeah. touchdown pass on a little trick play in that game. And, um, Adrian Salas had a game for the ages running the football and, and, uh, we, we were able to get out of there with the win and, and win the league that year. Um, and that was, that was the game for it. And, um, just a tremendous, you know, you, you end up having games like that, that stick out to you. And you, you remember, um, you obviously remember forever because, uh, they're, the kids play their tails off and to see the excitement in their face when they win is a really special thing. Um, yeah. coaching against coach Simons will be the other thing I think I'll, I'll probably always remember, um, just because you hear Clovis high football and you can't help, but think of him and that great staff and, um, and those guys, what they accomplished there. Um, and so, um, coach against coach Simons and, 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 a in a semifinal and a, and a quarterfinal, I believe I coached against him in his last varsity football game. Um, which was that 2015 season, I want to say yeah. at our place, that, that game. Yeah. And the year, be, the year before, we'd lost to North like three or four times, and we were losing at half on the Bolus, uh, Jacob Daniels senior year. And, yeah. uh, you know, mentioned J.J. Wills, and we came out in the second half, and um, J.J. had a big touchdown for us. Clayton Alexander, uh, one of those guys I always remember, had a big touchdown for us in the second half. Adam Prentice had a huge run, I think, to close out the game. And um, Lane Barnes got a pick on their last drive to finish it, but that that game probably sticks out and just the elation for the kids because we lost to them a couple of times. Uh, we lost in a rain game earlier that year to them, and and uh, there wasn't a lot of love lost coming out of the locker room there at Buchanan, <laughs> and, uh-huh. and you can't you can't cross without coming across each other. Um, and they'd sent us home the, the season before, and 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 for us to come out and pull out that win, I, that that that'll be one that also sticks sticks out out for me uh just kind of forever i went and ate a bunch of hot dogs with adam prentice and gary prentice um and, <laughs> and anthony prentice and ken wolf a longtime film guy for us after um but that that's one of those ones that, that'll always stick out um too but but just been lucky to be been part of uh of the program here for 11 years and and see the kids grow and and it's it, it's a it's a special place there's no doubt about it um, the yeah. tradition that comes with Clovis High is a, it's a very, very special place and a special tradition. And, um, you know, it's kind of, there's a, there's a few places like that, obviously. Um, there's a few places like that. And I just feel really fortunate to be part of, of the one here well, and, coach, I, and I'll do it as long as they let me, yes. put it that way. as long as, as, lo- as long as they'll let me do it, I'll be here and, 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 and coaching, um, coaching the Cougars because it's it's just a it's it's just truly a special thing to be part of um and uh there's lots of things that go into being a head a head football coach at a high school um from paperwork to dealing with people when they're upset and all those things are are not fun to do but the the joy of just being at practice and being with the kids and watching them grow and um and 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 the fright you know uh, the Friday nights and, and, and seeing the impact that it makes on the kids. Uh, I had a kid text me yesterday who had an EMT, EMT test and this gets them in the fire Academy or not. And he just sent me kind of a random text, thanking me, um, for the things that he learned, um, being a Cougar football player. And, and I told him it made my day meant the world to me. Um, and so, uh, you know, that, that stuff is, 
uh, you know, we call it a job, but it's really a passion and a calling. And, um, you know, you don't feel like you're going to work uh, yeah. when you're getting to interact with the kids and, and be out of practice and be part of the games. There's, there, there's something really special about it. And uh, I'll do it as long as they, they'll let me do it. And my health lets me do it. And they're, you know, it, it's well, definitely been, been a great thing for me. Yeah, we know you. You are a family man. You have a wife and four kids, and so juggling all that is is what makes you a, a not only a, a great coach it's, but a great man. And yeah, so it's 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 not me juggling it, Paul. Because as we all know, uh, uh, my wife is is the one who makes everything <laughs> work and happen. <laughs> and behind any successful successful man, there's a better woman that that makes everything go. And and I'm just fortunate. She's you know she's been all in on this too and, and loves to see the kids be successful and help them and, you know, can, can make everything work for us at, at, at home and, and with everything we do, because um, without her, it just would not happen. And I would be remiss without saying that, you know, I, I just bless and, and that Katie was uh, willing to jump in this adventure with me and, sure. and keeps us going in the right direction. And uh, when I could probably drive it off the rail, she, she goes, Hey, what are you doing? do this this is this is about 10 times easier and and, and uh and you know i've been i've been so fortunate to uh to we've we've been fortunate to have shared this this process and and been here um she's literally bought a house uh i want to say in 14 she she bought a house during the season um i went to a practice came home thinking we would move from our one house to the other house after practice that day on thanksgiving week uh, we were playing in the semis, I want to say against North and she'd moved us. She'd moved the whole house and everything. And I'm like, how'd you do that? And she's like, that's just what I do. You're lucky to have me. And I, and I, and I am. So, um, yeah. yes, definitely. A, a fam the family is a big part of it too. My kids, Absolutely. my kids enjoy it too. Coming out, I, my daughter being 11 and being out there on the sidelines these last couple of years has been really, really special as well. You know, if you, if you do something like this, um, for a living, you know, you gotta, you gotta have your kids there and your family there and make them part of it um, to make something work. Absolutely. Well, so. Coach Hammond, this is, this has been a great conversation. Like I said, we, we really appreciate you taking the time and, and sharing some of your thoughts about this. So yeah, thanks a lot from, from Austin and I, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll see you on the field soon. We're, we're all hoping for that coach. Uh, excited to see you guys out there. And when we do it, like I said, it's going to be, talk about a special moment and a special day um, for all of us. And it, it'll be, it'll be the opening game, but it'll be like a Super Bowl, you know, <laughs> here for everybody when they get to play. And it just because, um, because of this break we've had to take. And so I, I, I can't tell you how, how forward I'm looking at that and seeing you guys there. So okay. thank you. All right. Thanks coach.